All these years together, and you double-cross us for this witch? Never put your trust in a con man. Save for this. Kira really is happy and very well taken care of here, and I have truly come to love her as my own. I, I never actually saw the appeal of being a father till I became one, but to have another person look up to you and allow you to, to shape them in your own image, it's a bit like a god. Well, hang on, I'm a... I'm a god and a lord. I am really doing all right. Hello, hello, hello. I, I got nothing here. We go. E-I-E-I-O. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Fascinated with Films. That was my announcement that we're on the farm. Oh, okay. E-I-E-I-O. I thought you were going to bust into... What are you wearing there? They're called scrubs. Oh, are they? <laughs> no, no, I wasn't going that far. <laughs> or that, what's that 80s song, the uh, A-E-I-O-U, Sometimes Why uh, song? Do you remember that song? I have it on my list, and it's one of those ones that you remember, but you, you forget a, that that's what it's called. <laughs> is it a song, or is it like a nursery rhyme to no, it's remember a, your... No, there is that too, but it's also a uh, song from the 80s. It's very cool. So how you doing? I'm doing good. We are out at the farm, if you can hear the beautiful crickets behind cicadas. us. Is that what it is, cicadas? Yeah. We are in the south. We're doing this early enough, thankfully, because yesterday I was just telling Dave, if you don't live in Florida, I'm assuming a lot of you aren't who listen to this, the feels like temperature was 106 yesterday, and uh, man, it's brutal. It's brutal in the in the late afternoons, especially when you come from like an AC house and you walk outside and you get that wet slap and you're like, you're outside for three seconds. You're like, My oh, house feels like a meat. Storage. Yeah, when yeah. I go, when if I'm out here and just hitting golf balls or doing yard work, that see that's some nostalgia that brings me back right there that you're talking about. And and you know what I'm talking. Here's about. Here's the weird thing. It's hot here. Yeah, I'm out all day in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Like, I would be if I had a farm. Well, I wouldn't I be. I wouldn't there. be at your house. Yeah, because I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> like, you gonna do so for it's a small for the end of June, July, August, and the first two weeks of September, they're uh, five shirts a day. Oh yeah, I believe I it. I believe it. I go out and get the mail, and I'm like, I have to get, I have to take a shower now. That and my girl has this weird problem with, and I don't blame her for Florida. It, it would be weird if it was up north. She cannot stand the smell of outside. What? Uh, so she doesn't mind being out in it. She she loves being out with it. But the the caveat she, is she has to shower like immediately she when she gets in there. Can't stand the smell of outside. Yeah, there's something about it. You get she, there's like a she has a super smeller dude that is I guess good and bad at. At times, but I think I can get what she's saying because up north smells better. Like the up north cut grass, better, it, smells... it does smell better. There's so many flowers out here. I'll yeah. walk by a whole patch. Oh of... no! Don't make it sound like she doesn't like the. She loves the outdoors. She just has to shower the second she gets out of it. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way. Once I get home, I, I want to shower. Smell like kind of indoors and everything. But <laughs> all the artificial <laughs> smells. <laughs> all the artificial smells. Uh, so yeah, if you're anywhere, if you're anywhere in the states, you're kind of hot as hell right now. So yeah, you're going someplace soon, aren't you? I'm going to Apalachicola on the coast. It's Where about, is Apalachicola? It's almost near Panama City. I don't even know where that is. Panama. Oh, oh, it's up in the Panhandle. Panhandle. Oh, it's in the Panhandle. Yeah, just south of the Panhandle. Yeah, it's hot. It's gonna be hot out there too. But, uh, but at least yeah. we're on the water. Yeah, it does have that like breezy type thing. So. And we eat no raw oysters. Oh yeah, is that what's going on there? Oh yeah. <laughs> you like raw oysters? I don't. I can't. I can't do raw. Can you I can do, do them, them steamed. lightly steamed. Yeah, I can do them steamed. Even steamed. Uh, not a huge fan of them compared to clams. I would rather have them fried. Yeah, they're fried. I'll eat them all day long. 
I'll eat them all day any way they are. Any way they are. And to be honest with you, I think I like fried just as much as I like raw, but they're two different things. Oh. They're two different types of meals. Like cool. cool. Yeah. So <laughs> uh well I had a busy somewhat busy week. I had uh mostly dealing with furniture moving and stuff like that. But I did was able to watch some movies and I went to the movies, so I want to talk about a little of those. And the one that I'm talking about in the movies I will not spoil uh for anyone that might be listening, including Justin. Uh don't worry, I'm not gonna spoil it. You're only gonna spoil it for Justin. <laughs> no, is that what it sounded like I said? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Justin. <laughs> You're shit out of luck. So I go work at the bottom and work up, but there wasn't a whole lot of movies. A couple of the ones uh that I'm gonna talk about today were on my list this week, so I don't want to talk about them yet, obviously, because we're doing a wild card this week. Just like me and Justin did last week, me and Dave are gonna pick uh four each and uh we'll discuss. So the dog shit pile, uh I only had one added to it, and it was one that had such a great premise that I just bought the DVD when there was that guy who was having those crazy sales for like $3 per DVD. And it, it had and such a lost. good... Uh, no, I lost on it. I, I definitely <laughs> lost out on this one. But most of my win on... And it's, uh, have you seen Double Jeopardy with Ashley Judd? And, yes. Uh, I didn't mind it. Yeah, it, it almost could have been on my decent list, but when you're when you're watching it, man, it has like a. Lot. I kind of have a thing for it, her. It has a... Yeah, so I guess. But there's I, other movies if you have a thing I, for her that are probably I, better than that. Well, my I have a thing for her like... I'm a big I'll fan take, of following actresses you like and everything. But she can be in a bad movie, and I'll find yeah. a way to. Like I it. like Scarlett Johansson, but there's enough I can watch that I don't have to watch Marriage Story. <laughs> can, but don't I you want watch. more to watch? Yeah. of them. Um, if you like somebody, even if it's a dude, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, I no, would, it's true. Like if I li- like Gary Oldman, he gets some shit for some of the movies yeah. he does. Like Sam Rockwell, I, I I definitely search out some Sam Rockwell roles, but he doesn't have a quirk where I I just don't like the stuff he's doing. Uh, yeah, Ashley Judd. I, like I loved Ashley Judd in like the Kiss the Girls, but this movie was just bad. It was like it was her at her worst. It was um, it was Tommy Lee Jones. I mean, she's not a great actress. The problem she's is nuts. No, she's, she's not, a movie. She's star. serviceable. But Tommy Lee Jones is a fabulous actor. And the problem is, is we've seen him play that role ten times, and to see him play it like he's another one. I just want to see if he's in something. I'm gonna watch. It. I want to see Gerard though. I don't want to see. A sub Gerard, yeah. in in yeah. that same type of thing where he's, they didn't have the budget for him to get up to that. Level. Yeah, I don't think they had the script uh, yeah. to go up with it. And I, I, if you haven't seen it, it was like she was. It was had that very nineteen nineties feel of a husband wife thriller that they were popular. It got really popular in ninety two, and then it stopped around ninety nine. Where when this was movie single was. white female? Was it that single white female that was like ninety two, ninety three? Malice. They did a lot of that. What was uh, the Pacific Kiss Heights? Before, was probably a little Pacific, early. No, that, that wasn't the husband and the wife though. Against each oh, other. the husband and wife. What's yeah. the one where they wife swapped? One uh, next door to each other, consenting in the adults, dark, and one of them killed the other. Yeah, one? consenting adults with Kevin Spacey. Yeah, that was a good and one. Kevin Klein. I saw it in the theater. I haven't talked about that movie in fucking forever. Uh, Kiss Before Dying was a good yeah. one with Matt Dillon. Well, this one, yeah, the husband uh, played by, um, I think it's Bruce Greenwood. I think you just had mentioned his name for an, uh, for something else you were going to talk about. But it, he's the guy that played Kennedy in 13 Days, yeah, right? He's okay, great. Yeah, he, this was the youngest I've ever seen him. He played the husband in this and basically framed his wife for his own murder. And then he went off with his uh, with Annabelle Geish, who is his girlfriend and everything. And then someone in prison told Ashley Judd, you know, you could shoot him in the middle of the street. And it's it's double jeopardy. They can't try you for his crime because you're already serving time for his murder and everything. And 
that would have been, and that was what got me kind of on board. But no, they didn't pay off on that premise. Now, if she had been in the middle of the street and shot up in front of everyone, I would have stand up and screamed in joy. But unfortunately, it just fizzled out at the end. I was like, eh, not good. Now, on my decent list, two movies. We actually rented one that was a recent movie. That's still my, a thing? Renting uh, a movie? Yeah, you got to pay for Four ninety nine, five ninety nine. Online though, right? Yeah, online. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not we didn't go to the we didn't I go to the you go to Redbox. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, that you can do still too. But I, if I'm getting something from Redbox, usually it's to buy it. I can hold out. And actually, I am going to rent that John Wick on Redbox right now. But my laziness usually makes me buy it yeah, at home. Of course, it's like That's a, that was the correct answer. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's like a two dollar difference though. <laughs> I mean, and if I'm driving by him every night yeah, on the way home, no, it's I get like, it. So the one we rented at the Redbox, because my girl was dying to see it, is Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret? Which, it made my decent list. Obviously, I was not the audience for it. And literally, the, the whole is movie a teen is... teen girl movie? It's the whole movie is about uh, 12-year-olds getting their period. Yeah, and, I couldn't see uh, the coming age, which I can understand there being a need for it, because... Oh, sure. We, we've I'm had not there guys, to, the I'm guys a 50-year-old white male. I'm yeah. not in there. <laughs> I better not be in there. It, it's funny. I actually heard uh, what's uh, Greg Fitzsimmons talking about going to see it in the theater with his wife, and they said there was one lone 60-year-old guy sitting Whoa, there, yeah. and, and the whole theater was filled with teenage girls, and they said, yeah. he said, I couldn't keep my eyes arrest off that him, guy. Arrest he's, him right yeah, now. He's like, I couldn't keep my eyes off that. Well, it was one of my girl's favorite books, so that's why I watched I probably wouldn't have checked that it out. That better have been the author. And that's it, the only reason he can It wasn't there. bad, too. You know, Kathy Bates played the grandmother. The, the mother was played by the girl from I mean, Red they Eye. got that formula down and, pretty uh, good. It, it was good. It was. We've seen it with the guy's version of it forever, but I'd, I'd stick with the guy's version of it, for me, at least. Uh, that made my... Uh, okay, now we're down to the nothing made my... No, uh, something did make my fantastic list, and it has, it has been two months since something... Uh, made my fantastic list, but that is one of the movies I'm going to talk about today. And you should check it out if you hadn't seen it. You should have less than six a year. Uh, I only have uh, one, two, three, four, five. I have 12 on there now compared to The Very Good, which has probably 30. So I'm okay. very discriminatory about it. Uh, all right, but one of them that made my very good list, it didn't make my fantastic list, but it made my very good list, was the new Indiana Jones movie. Okay. In- Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, uh, Destiny. Me and Dave talked before that we went and saw... Crystal Skull in the theater. Uh, after I saw this, I rewatched the trailer. I was like, maybe I should go back and rewatch it. And I watched the trailer. I, I watched the trailer. I was like, I can't do it. I can't fucking do it. The trailer triggered me so hard. I was like, I instantly remembered everything I hated about it when I watched the trailer because I haven't seen it since the theater. Yeah. Since we and I've never owned it. Uh, it didn't exist. And I it, thought we talked to. I thought we. I thought we I agreed thought we not agreed to speak of this. Before. This is going to skip over. Like <laughs> you, this was you the said lost. We weren't going to speak of this incident again. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, I, I had to take another chance. I had to see it in the theater. I had to watch Dial of Destiny, and I loved it. It had everything you possibly would want. I, don't, I, I can't get over the CGI though. That really well, takes me out of it. It. Well, the problem with the CGI, and I like I said, I'm not spoiling shit. Uh, the CGI is right from the get go. Because you see him in like a flashback, at which the I'm sure thing. some people, and it's great. It's really yeah. fucking good on him. I, I, Justin knows what I'm talking about because me and Justin have seen the evolution of it. We've seen it bad. Me and Justin with the early Marvel movies where you're, it looks like it's a mask almost on someone's face. This looked like Harrison Ford. The only problem people had with it, and I do agree with this, is for some reason they didn't age down his voice. So it sounds like 81-year-old Harrison Ford in a 35-year-old Harrison Ford body. But whatever, you're getting to see him do shit. You're not going to see him jumping. Maybe his voice didn't change. You're not going to see him jumping from uh, from train car to train car at 81. So that if you want to see him do it, it's good. 
Uh, the premise was great. The buildup was great. The sub characters were great. Mad Mads Mikkelsen as a fucking Nazi dude, and you think he's only in it a little. He's in the whole fucking movie, and you and he's. I mean, he's that's the reason to go Mads. see this movie. And his sub guy is Boyd Holbrook. Who's you know, Boyd from uh, from Narcos and from uh, he's oh, the white the guy. Oh, the white guy. Yeah, yeah. Dude. The he's one from really uh, good. with the white he's out. He's in the Predator. No, he had his eye whited out in the yes. Frontier movie. Yes. What he, was that? Uh, that's. Uh, it was a miniseries. The Hatfield versus Hatfield McCoy's. McCoy's. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. So he's like the sub villain. I knew him. he was gonna be a star. And there's, uh, and Hold he's on. in the Sandman too. He's really good. Uh, they didn't. He played exactly what he was supposed to play in this. Uh, there's a lot of. Th- there's some Easter eggs, but they're not done cheesy. They have a new. Uh, uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge is really good. I loved her in Fleabag, and she's perfect in this 1950s. 19. It's a, it's more of a 1960s thing now because remember it was during the Nazis. Now it's the 60s. To put the time period in it, Cold there's War. a parade of the astronauts getting home from the moon. Cold War. So what is that? 69. No. When the astronauts return? 70. Which astronauts? Neil Armstrong. Uh, the the ones going on the moon. Um, sixty. It's got to be sixty nine. I think sixty nine is when the launch was, right? Yeah. I think that we landed on the moon in sixty nine. So Mom it had to been like, school. yeah, it had to been sixty nine. So the time periods changed. Uh, what I like about it is they did not take. Uh, they they made a point of speaking out about his age, and they made it work through the whole fucking movie, like being called old man and showing him being old man and everything. I mean, he's a fucking old man, dude, and they made it work, and uh, I applaud them for it. There's a new kid in the movie that's kind of like the new short round that he that he gets later in the movie, and he's really good in the movie. I was like, oh, uh I, I don't want to say anything else about it. It's really good. I think I'm going to go see it in the theater again because I enjoyed it so much. 1969, July 20th was the moon landing. Just yeah, by the way. 1969. So they got that's when this movie takes place, like right when they landed and had the parade. Uh, I'm definitely going to go see it in the theater again. Uh, probably never. I'll never get to see Harrison Ford play indie again. I'm sure we'll see indie movies five years, ten years down the line. They'll make they'll make fucking young indie Chris Indiana Pratt Jones. Will come in. Well, he'll be old by then. They've lost their ability for that one. No, uh, he's still, if no. he did it. Chris Pratt's old, man. He, old he is he? old it up, man. He is like 42. You cannot have a 42-year-old indie man. Uh, and he's done too many franchises. They they missed out yeah. on that boat. I think he signed on He signed on to Jurassic World, and it, he shouldn't have. because Jurassic, They should do the young Indiana Jones again. Well, they'll do the young, uh, that's what one person thought would have been the best fan service ever, because I've never watched the young Indiana Jones Chronicles. I may have seen an episode here and there, but that's about it. But apparently they show old Indian, what they thought would be old Indiana Jones, not Harrison Ford. They they picked some different actor who was like 90 when they showed him, but they had him in an episode and he was, and he was missing an eye. And huh. people were like, oh man, if they had done the fan service of Harrison Ford losing an eye at the end of this movie to fulfill the young Indiana Jones chronicle kind of thing, yeah. people would have lost their shit. They didn't, but uh, that that would have been actually quite so, enjoyable. No. So, I mean, yeah. I think Justin's going to go see it in the theater. I'm definitely going to go see it in the theater again because uh, I, I just think it's uh, one of those, it's a perfect theater experience for sure. It's what you, it's, it, weird enough, I've never seen, uh, other than Crystal Skull and this, I didn't see any of the original three in the theater. Really, I saw a re-release. You didn't see number two. I saw Temple of Doom in the theater. No, we were we were promised to go see it by Dad. Remember, we were down the Cape, and we were like, when we get back, we're gonna watch that. We're gonna go see Star Trek three, and we never did it and left the theater. First time we saw it was on video when it came out on VHS. Same with Last Crusade. Didn't see it in the theater. That was eighty nine. You might have, but I think I did. Eighty nine. I wasn't allowed to go to see the I theater. I think I saw Temple of Doom too. You might have seen. You were young though. Was how young? Eighty five. Okay, I didn't. Yeah. 
Last Crusade probably because '89 was when I wasn't allowed to see Batman. Because it would have been at camp. And camp, my last year at camp, I yeah. think was '84. So I didn't get Maybe the only 85. experience I got with India is I did see a re-release around 2000 during a summertime thing they were doing around here with the movies. They started bringing old movies back oh, yeah, in the yeah. theater. And Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark was one of the ones I went and saw. Why not? Yeah, I saw that. I saw Evil Dead. Be... I saw Back to the Future. But Back to the Future, I had seen the theater twice. I I'm amazed that. Movie theaters can stay open. No, it's all popcorn and shit. It's all popcorn. And if and you bitch about paying money, ten bucks for a popcorn, that means you don't love the movies because Indiana Jones made sixty million. That's a fucking flop, dude. That's a flop. It yeah. should have made one hundred sixty million minimum. And I mean, people are still going to see going. it. He'll have a life going. I would have saw it on Friday though. See, like my money didn't count towards Friday because I saw it on Monday, uh, because uh, my plans got delayed. I would have seen it. Uh, on uh, Friday. But next pod me and Justin do, I'll be able to give a uh, an insight of Mission Impossible because I'm going to go see that this Thursday. It's going to be awesome. I, I mean, I don't like it when they say, oh, this movie flopped. It didn't make its budget back in the, in the theater. And it's uh, like, I don't even go by that. That's not the, even the only, a thing anymore. The only thing that disappoints me about that is they're not going to rush to make another one. When yeah, something loses money, it, I'm course. like, oh, God. But who knows what if they... I'm guaranteed they make money. Yeah. They wouldn't be doing it. Like Evil Dead Rise? No, oh, it wouldn't be that's a donkey. It wouldn't be an EIO pod if a donkey wasn't in the background. Uh, he gets like excited. if Evil Dead Rise didn't make money, but Evil Dead Evil Dead Rise made a shitload of money, so they're gonna make a shitload of those movies. Yeah. Do you have HBO? No. Okay. It's on HBO. If anyone's listening, uh, I did the see. Rise I saw some new movies, but they're all on my list. Okay. But I did on. see one real quick. Nice. I, good. Let's talk about I, it. No, it isn't even a movie. It's a TV show. I got nostalgia. Oh shit! With the with the Mike Tyson. Um, I saw him on an SVU episode, and then I, and then I watched some of his old cartoon. Oh shit! That's on he Tubi. He was a detective yeah. agent. Yeah, yeah, it's on Tubi. And he has the parrot, and the ghost is his butler. Have you? Did you watch it on YouTube or on uh, Tubi? Uh, I watched it on YouTube. Yeah, I, I just the whole season I think is on Tubi. <laughs> it's it's one of the funniest things you'll ever oh, see. Yeah, if you, I just yeah. want to throw that out there in case get you're really looking high for yeah, if you're looking, watch, you need to get high. Um, what what's his name is uh, from SNL is on, is the parrot's voice. Um, Who's this? The one that played, uh, 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 fuck, I can't remember his name. <laughs> Someone's getting old. Uh, you know what I wish was on there was Captain N. Do you remember Captain N, the uh, the Game Master? Captain N, the Game Master, was like a Nintendo cartoon that happened in like 1984, and Kid Icarus was in it, Mother Brain was in it, and had like a kind of a weird, overtly uh, strange black woman's voice, I think. Uh, but it was an awesome show. You looking up some parrots? <laughs> I was looking. I was looking to see the parrot. It's, it's not the, Gilbert it's the guy Gilbert. who. It's, no, it's the guy who who does a spot on impression of Burt Reynolds. Oh, Norm. Norm. Oh, Norm yeah, McDonald. Yeah. He's the parrot's voice. That's pretty funny. And he's the show was ridiculously oh, funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna do as I said earlier, and I'm gonna watch it later. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna pull up my list here for our wild card because it's wild card, bitches. Why don't you give us our first wild card movie? Okay. The sub disaster that's happened, oh, is crazy. Oh, that's Did funny. Did you follow this? Now I hope you're not going to pick the abyss because I picked the I abyss not. last week. I, 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 I know it's your favorite episode, but <laughs> don't go up again. Um, there's certain movies I can watch over and over and yeah. over again. It's yeah. weird when a disaster happens and it makes you think of a movie. And yeah, like, I'm going to watch. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Hunt for Red October. Uh, and I know it's not. I just a submarine movie. It's not an exploration. I did go see. Going back to the disaster, I did go and watch uh, James Cameron's documentary yeah. about him going to um, Challenger Deep, which is the deepest 
point in the Mariana Trench. Yeah. So his his underwater documentaries are great. Think think of this. Stick so he that, went James. to Challenger Deep. That he's been to the Titanic thirty three times. James. Yeah, that's crazy. Thirty three times. Crazy. Well, his submergible. So the Titanic. Did they have to text to get him up? So the Titanic's <laughs> is is twelve thousand feet at deep water. Yeah. His sub went to like thirty two. Like over went two to thirty two. Over two miles. Challenger's thirty two thousand feet. So he three times as deep. Th- that's insane. As, as the Titanic, yeah, 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 in his one, but they so, showed how they so made he's it. He's at home going pussies. Well, <laughs> there was a flaw that you can't. That, that machine you can't make flawed. oblong. You have to make spheres. Yep. So the pressure is equal on all sides, yep. and then it won't implode. So his was shaped like a. These guys were shaped like a pill. They more, were shaped more, like a pill. More yeah. Than the aspirin. <laughs> and all the carbon fiber in the world is not going to hold the sidewall pressure back. Yeah. It, you ha- you need the pressure to help itself. So you pressures if. You're gonna get the pressure in all directions. That's why a sphere is the so perfect. You're the, yeah, the problem's not the. Uh, it was designed. Not the antique uh, controller, or uh, no, the PlayStation that, One. No, it's all... James Cameron probably has the antique controller, but his is in a James is Cameron a ten has million the upgraded Logitech. I'm sure he does. <laughs> he, well, here's the thing. I appreciate him. Like he's. They not, went to him on the. He's ABC not just News. A, He's just. Not, he's not just a rich person trying to like do shit. He does a lot of science. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. they had him on CNN like the night that it happened. As like, oh like, yeah, ex- he was talking experts. He had warned them about that uh, that design a bunch of times. Yeah, that's crazy. They were warned. So okay, so going what's what's the movie then? Hunt for Red October. Oh, Hunt for October. I think Good. I said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, great submersible movie. I love this. This was one that I didn't see in the theater either. Dad saw it in the theater. He went by himself and told us he he uh, went had, by himself a lot and he, probably didn't tell oh, us. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he avoided being home more than yeah, he, more than uh, he thinks we knew. <laughs> I would ask him to go play golf and he'd say he's too busy, so busy. Yeah. And then he'd put I'd see him put his golf clubs in the car and he'd go by himself. There was a ridiculous amount of time when we were going to do something as a family that his beeper conveniently oh, went off. Oh my god and it we would roll our eyes. We knew he wasn't coming for whatever. We I were didn't care do. necessularly, and I'm sure as he grabbed. He paid for I'm it. sure he grabbed his. Uh, either he went inside and slept or watched movies, or uh, he grabbed his fishing pole and went someplace. But <laughs> but, but this movie he loved. Yeah, yeah. This was one of um, those great ones. I mean, I like almost every submarine movie. I do too. I even it's, saw it's weird. Down Periscope again like three weeks ago. <laughs> it holds up, does it? It holds up. <laughs> That's the one with uh, Kramer, uh, Chelsea uh, Grammer, right? Kelsey Grammer. I've been yeah. watching a lot of him in Frasier, so, I, so I, I should go back and watch. He's him so good in this. Yeah. He's he's himself in this movie. Yeah, I, I watched. I think the last one I watched was Mikhail's Navy. I didn't watch uh, this one. He's he's a sarcastic funny. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that's his whole stick. Oh yeah, it's he's just got being it. sarcastic. Well, I've been watching that and Cheers. You you forget how much of a sad sap he was in in Cheers. Cheers, yeah. He was kind of a loser, like a straight up. We're gonna uh, make fun of Maria. This guy. Just such watched a loser. the first like. Just up, just until uh, what's her name came the new the new oh, uh, Christy Christy Alex. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. whatever season that was yeah. before that five or six I don't know she was on for so. the majority of it but so yeah t- tell us a little bit about what you like about uh, whatever you want because I mean, we've, the, we've obviously uh, talked about Hunt for October before but uh, I'd I'd talk about anything about Hunt for I mean, October the actors are incredible I mean Sh- one, one of my of Sean Connery's fav- my favorite movie with him I like him as this role oh yeah. Like one of my favorite instances, and it's been done a couple times. I think it was done. Oh, you've Val- talked about this it was, before. It was, it was done in the Valkyrie the language too, stuff? but the the language, like the very beginning of the movie, we're seeing all the Russian actors or the all the actors, not Russians. Tim Curry's one of them. Sam yeah. Neill's one mm-hmm. of them. Sean Connery. They could be. They're Russian. they're all speaking Russian at the very beginning of the movie, and at some point, the cam. It's just the way they did it, man. Yeah. The camera pushes in on his lips, and right when it gets to that hold on his lips, he starts speaking English. And 
and then he pull, they pull right back out, and it's fucking English from there on out with the yeah. movie. And you, it, it's one of those things that you might not even realize at the first time you watch it, or or even I mean, it's a, or even if someone points it a, out to you. I mean, it's a as far as a director or a oh, writer or producer, brilliant. you have to think. You got three choices. You can do straight up Russian in yeah. subtitles, which is you're gonna piss people tough. off. You're gonna, you're gonna piss, piss people, people off. off. You can do the English with a Russian accent, which sometimes people was this will give you shit because the accent's bad. Now I gotta look who directed. And it. then there's other people that just have them speak their regular voice. Uh I just appreciated the fact that it was like Tim it, Curry it was, had an accent. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a subtle way of saying we we respect what we're doing here and the source material and the Russian that needs to be spoken here, but we're going to make this easier for everyone, all yeah. right? Let's well, it wouldn't have been as good a movie. Uh, yeah. I love Tim Curry in this movie. Wasn't in it for a whole fucking uh, long time. Was it McTiernan? Yeah, see, John McTiernan did this movie. John McTiernan got in deep shit later in life. Uh, what did he do? Who'd he touch? It, it was like a... Uh, <laughs> he, he got in an, uh, a feud with the producers and he, he hit a camera in, uh, in one of their offices to listen to him talk about shit. And he got like blacklisted for shit because he wanted to hear if they were talking. He was spying about on the producers. Yeah, he was spying on the producers. But he did Die Hard, Predator. He 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 did a lot of those great action movies back in the day. But then he kind of got. I don't think he's done anything since that. I bet he has. Happened. But I bet it's pretty independent. Yeah, yeah, it might be independent. I mean, if you have those movies under your belt, you uh, can go do whatever. You yeah, want. you would think in the independent would be, world, you can. He was he was the bomb back then. So he killed it with this movie, man. The action, the how smart it was. I mean, this was a smart, intelligent movie. The script it, was really well. It was written. tight. It was a book. You know? I mean, it was Clancy based book, on right? Tom Clancy's book. Yeah. I mean, it was the first of all those Jack Ryan movies that those went on. So from, good. How much just, money did that guy make? Oh man, Tom, Tom Clancy. Clancy. Oh shitload. Because after a while, I think he was writing them straight for the screen. Yeah. Knowing that they were going to be made, because they did the series with John Krasinski, Chris Pine played him at some point, Ben Affleck played him at some point, and obviously Harrison Ford. I didn't see this to John Krasinski one, but I bet it's good. Yeah, I've never seen that one either. Oh, uh, he's in the show. He's he's the the the, the series on Amazon. Prime. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah, it's yeah. Good. That's not a movie though. The Chris no. Pine one I never saw either. That was the movie. I saw it. I like him. And I'm going to be talking about one of his movies, and I'll talk about it next. Uh and uh, he did yeah, all the Jack Ryan's, job. right? Yeah, Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy did all Jack Ryan's. Yeah, I even like. I think the ben he's Affleck dead now, though. I'm not, I'm not sure he's still you. alive. What's that? I even like the Ben Affleck one. It was all right. They kind of jumped the shark when they just like blew up Baltimore or something like that. They at did. Some point. They really <laughs> at the, they, like, at the literally Super blew Bowl. up the whole city. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, holy shit! They really went for it. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, how look back? How they usually save that shit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw it in the theater. I remember being mm-hmm. kind of shocked by it, but I loved. I just knew that they were kind of just a little bit not as good as the last one, you know, because I loved I mean, Patriot Her- Games. I loved yeah. Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger. Clear and Present Danger might have been the only one where it was it was a step. A step better than Patriot Games, but Patriot Games is fun too. I love the first three where I can watch yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, anything else you uh, what, liked about it? Like I said, the script. I don't know who wrote yeah. the script, but uh, the spy aspect of it. The, once you realized that was realized like a, that they were going to defect. Yeah, and then we were trying to figure it out. So you were following Alec Baldwin's character. Yeah. While he's trying to figure it out, then all those sub characters. Every like, they, this movie was loaded. Yeah, but that James scene, Earl Jones, and even when he went to Jeffrey Jones and talked about the construction of the sub, and uh, yeah, they went through all that stuff. 
you lost another sub? I love that guy. Yeah. He's in a lot of 70s movies that I've been watching. He was That's in the true. Friends of Eddie yep. Coyle. That guy was uh, in it. He's, he's really good. Uh, and that, uh, that diplomatic immunity guy. When I'm not kissing babies, <laughs> yeah. I'm stealing their candy. <laughs> stealing their lollipops. Stealing their lollipops. <laughs> he's so good. He, and I see him young all the time, so that might have been one of the last roles he did because I haven't seen him since then. I don't even remember his, his name. And the guy opposite him from uh, Lethal Weapon 2, the diplomatic immunity guy that you can't not uh, tell who it is the second you see him. <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorite scenes is he gets on with Fred Thompson. They're on the oh, Yeah, Fred Thompson carrier. killed it in this movie too. And uh, he's like, Russians don't take a dump without a plan, son. <laughs> yeah. So Alec Baldwin can do voices. Yeah. So later on that night, he's trying to figure out how he's going to try to defect. Yeah. And uh, so he's saying to himself, Russians don't take a dump without a plan. <laughs> and then he's like, that's it. They got a plan. So he told them to fly him out and drop him off mm-hmm. into the ocean so we could get on Scott Glenn's boat. Because oh, remember, Scott too. Glenn yeah. was trying to chase. So now the pre- premise of the whole movie, movie is the is the Russians have their, their latest nuclear submarine mm-hmm. and just happened to put uh, Sean Connery as the captain. Not realizing Sean Connery wants to defect the United States. We get to he's defect in a Ferrari the, now. Yeah, he's <laughs> taking half the crew. So a he, silent Ferrari. But he's afraid. He wants to give back the crew, and the only way he can do that is to make it look like there's some kind of accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so re- that really whole brilliant. they did really cool sig- sequences that I like that other people get bored to shit out of is the one when they're planning the route into yeah. Neptune Seven or whatever. With Scott Glenn? That, yeah, that yeah, channel yeah. that they were going down, that's where they had that accident that oh, he did on a purpose. Good, such a he made movie. a wide turn. They were screaming at him, Captain, make the turn. Yeah. And he didn't do it. And, and you know, so he scraped the edge of the crazy. canyon and everybody thought he was crazy, but he was going to use that as a pretext to say there was a nuclear reactor leak mm-hmm. so that he could get everyone lifeboats in lifeboats, get everybody on the surface. Then they were going to Go to Montana. But they did they go to Montana. <laughs> I think I would like it there. <laughs> this was one of the first things we saw Sam Neill in he after uh he was the only thing we saw him in growing up for the most part was when he played Damien in uh Omen Three. Yeah. He played when he became like the senator who was running for yeah, yeah, yeah. president. Uh until that I think uh this and maybe Deadcom had come out at the, around the same time, but yeah, Sam Neill killed it in this movie too. It always goes on my list. I always flip flop between this Crimson Tide or Das Boot as being my favorite submarine movie. Probably Das Boot is probably more representative of what a being on a diesel sub and, would be and, like. And that they didn't push in on anyone's lips. You have no. to you have to read the German subtitle and to the whole thing. If you want to get the full effect, you have to watch the four hour version. Four and a half hours. I have it. It took me a while but to find. Here's the thing. There's people that just love submarine movies. Oh, yeah. And there's not I, a whole lot of them. I you know? was fascinated with 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea when yep. I was a kid. Yep. Fascinated by it. Then we went to Disney World. Remember, you the got Captain to go Nemo into that. Thing. That's gone now. You had to go into the ride oh, where yeah. you had portholes and you could look out. And they had, like, well, I remember they had Woody Woodpecker yeah. with his hands tied behind his back. <laughs> had drowned in the, in the lagoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, I forgot about that little thing. Yeah, and, they don't uh, have that anymore. But so when this sub capsized... I went back and uh, there's some dude on the internet that does three three D graphic imaging, yeah. and he'll he'll do. Here was the wreck of the 1967 sub. And Those are cool. You, Those are like an really hour cool. long documentary. And he was a he was a NTSB guy. Yeah. So he or something he knew the specifications for the sh- sub and what what it could do. And so so not really, a, could he show it? He could actually talk about. He it was talking now. about it nice. and like this is what happened. Like we lost a sub and, and everybody drowned and then it imploded. But all right, so. I'm gonna go on to my next movie here and 
it's uh, it's one that I will uh, I'll, I'll give a couple little things away, but it's not it's still not going to be spoiler heavy because it just did it came out streaming, so it's been out for a little while. But I wanted to talk about it with you specifically is 2023's Dungeons and Dragons. This movie was awesome. awesome. I heard it was awesome. I've I'm, seen it I'm th- three get, times. Watch it. I've seen it three times so far, and what's awesome about it, and it. I had I had avoided a whole bunch of trailers beforehand, but I knew it was a comedy. But I knew it. People were saying it was handled really well and really respectfully. Uh, Do you ever watch Freaks and Geeks? Yes. Do you know the 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 youngest geek whose sister was Linda Cat- Catalini, mm, the I'd brother? I see a picture of him. Uh, he was the youngest of all the geeks. He's the director of this movie. He learned about Dungeons Dragons by by being on the set of Freaks and Geeks when they played it with Martin Starr and okay. with uh, Sam Levine and uh, all the other kids in there. So he got like a huge love for it back during Freaks and Geeks. And now he is doing this movie with his. Uh, directing partner and they killed it and early on i had heard them and this is spot on i'm telling you spot on the comparisons between this movie and big trouble in little china and i think that's why i love it because it is straight up chris it, pine is chris that? pine is inept but he's awesome and he's got yeah. a great heart and michelle rodriguez is wang chi and she is kicking ass and he is just rooting her on he's trying you know he this scenes where she's ki- very similar to the uh, to like that center section where uh, the I call that the Jack Han Burton. Solo. I call that the Han Solo. <laughs> well, Jack, when Jack Burton and Wang, uh, Wang Chi are in the Wing Kong Exchange, uh, oh, yeah. fighting all the uh, the turbans there, and uh, he loses his knife and he has to go find yeah. his knife. And by the time he gets back, Wang ah! Chi, Wang Chi yeah, <laughs> he jumps out. With it was his knife. almost a similar scene. It was so funny where Michelle Rodriguez is. They've taken. Uh, They've taken him out to the alley. They've been accused of uh, being guilty of something. So they take him out to the alley, and they're going to cut their heads off in the alley. And their hands are down. They're on their knees. And Michelle Rodriguez keeps talking to the guy about his axe. He says, what, what do you wax that thing with? He says, yeah, it looks nice. And while she's doing that, she's trying to get one of the bricks out of the, out of the ground. Uh-huh. And... Uh, and then right when she gets it out, she's like, all right, you can cut the head off. Uh, you can cut my head off now. And uh, Chris Pine's like, yep, cut away. <laughs> and then Michelle Rodriguez <laughs> takes the brick and knocks that guy out. And you see uh, Chris Pine like trying to undo his, uh, his binds on one of the uh, uh, axes around there. And he's just rooting her on. Go, Gab, you got him. You got him. <laughs> and he's just so funny. And they even pointed out at one point, they were like, what do you bring to this party? He says, I make the plan. He says, but the plan's made. And he says, yeah, but if the plan falls through... I come up with another plan. <laughs> it's very funny and it's very good, man. And they have Easter egg on Easter egg. Like I am not that deep into the Dungeons and Dragons lore to know that holy shit, they're showing the egg of uh, yeah. something in the background. I would have known. There's a there time is, I would have known. Yeah, the Hydra was always. They'd always have a series where they'd have the seven-headed Hydra. The Hydra, yeah. That's I used shitty... to love any of the skeletons or lizard creatures I used to love back in the day. I love because you were deep into it well, back in the day for here's about, the crazy thing about is a year or so. Fifth grade, you got to pick an elective. Yeah. And one of the coaches, I can't remember, was a huge Dungeons & Dragons fan. So he taught a class nice. on Dungeons & Dragons. And so the problem is, is you need someone that really knows how to be... The dungeon, dungeon master. master. Yeah, it's all about telling stories. If you're a good it, dungeon master, you it, probably can write really great scripts. You probably could make money online just hosting games. Yeah. If you knew how to do it Which right. Which is a thing now. Celebrities do it with you. Like Matthew Lillard from uh, Scream, he he does Dungeons & Dragons tournaments I, that he takes part in. Here's where I was fascinated. Start My fascination with numbers started. Like I'm really fascinated yeah. with understanding numbers and the, the dice. creating your character. The whole the, Like the first week you play a game yeah. is your... You have to roll for like ten different things. 
Like now with computers, it's got to be so much easier. Yeah. Because before you have to say, okay, we have to times paper, your damage, yeah, yeah, your yeah. damage times your dexterity. I was times... in a games club in high school, but we never actually played Dungeons and Dragons. If I had the we money... played Vampire, which was the same thing, uh-huh. and then we played but Werewolf. That was with cards, a lot less. No, it wasn't cards. It was dice. It was it was a Dungeons and Dragons dice game, game, but it was just a variant that just had to do with vampires. They had a detective one too that was kind of yeah. They're great. They're fun. Back in the day, I mean, like choose your own adventures. Almost like, um, but what I I, man, if I had some of the money back, I bought for those books. Oh, cardboard figures. How much those those. Pewter figures in those books go for a fuckload. You had the first series, first edition one. First series, first edition. Mom everything. sold them at a uh, uh, yard for sale 10 for bucks. like ten bucks. Yep. They're probably worth ten thousand. Oh, God. I love the uh I love the cartoon series. I uh I get nostalgic every once in a while and I'll buy a DVD series for an old cartoon. I've done it with Thundar the Barbarian, and I've done it with uh I did it with the Herculoids, and I end up watching like one or two episodes and Didn't I was you do like, it with those little bears? Uh oh the juice uh, bears. The juice bears. What are they called? <laughs> the gummy bears? Gummy bears. The gummy bears is different. I love that whole series. I watched that. Me and my girl will watch that on the reg. Uh reg being like once a year we'll put a couple episodes on. That's not right. Uh, <laughs> but the That's annually. but the thing with the like the Herculoids and those I watch a couple episodes and I'm out. I bought the the animated Dungeons and Dragons one. I yeah. watched the whole fucking thing through and I was like, this was fucking great, dude. It was a great cartoon. And then I bought the action figures. Weird enough, I have the character Eric, who's like the knight. Uh-huh. I have him showing up in the mail today. I I've had him pre-ordered for like four days. That's right. Nice. I am that dork. Uh, and I've got two more coming, so you I've got the want? whole series, man. Uh, I love it. I love Dungeons & Dragons, and I think they did a great job with this, and I hope they make more, man. And I, they got to bring Chris Pratt and Michelle Rodriguez. Let me talk Michelle Rodriguez, dude. You thought she was jacked every other time you saw her? This time? Oh my god, I don't know what the fuck she did, but she jacked herself she's, up, man. The, she's the, a badass. The thing is, she's really small, so when she just yeah. gets a little jacked, yeah. she looks really jacked. And she looks, she's playing like the barbarian in this, in this movie, so she's she's hardcore. Uh, yeah, check it out, man. It's it's free to watch on, uh, what is it? Is it Peacock? I think it's, no, I think it's Paramount, which I don't have. I rented it. I have and, Paramount. Uh, it's worth getting. I bought uh, I bought it at Redbox for like three ninety nine. so if, you, if you're going to rent it, you can rent it, but you can buy it for that. You have Paramount? Yeah, I know there's something else coming to Paramount too. I couldn't remember. I th- oh, the new Frasier series coming to that uh, to Paramount. I might have to get it for that. Uh, all right. So, what do you got for your next flick here? Okay. So I I wanted to do watch. That was a nostalgic movie that I did earlier. But the other one was I wanted to find something either I hadn't seen for a long, long time or something I hadn't seen yeah. before. So I came across this movie called The Whole Truth. And it's I've never Keanu heard of Reeves, this. Renee Zellweger. Where'd you see it? What platform? Uh, um, it was either Tubi or Peacock. Okay. Um, Renee Zellweger. So this is, I don't know, what, I don't have, uh, 2016. 2016. The whole truth. What's the premise? What we got? What's the log line But hold error? on. Jim Belushi. Wow. Jim Belushi. That must have been one of the last ones became, before he became a pot farmer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what he's doing now? Gabriel Basso. He just Basso. grows pot, he just Do grows you know pot and does uh, uh, online videos about it. Gabriel it? Basso. Gabriel Basso. That sounds somewhat familiar, but no. So the premise is, um, it's a it's a courtroom courtroom drama most of the time. So the movie starts out with uh, Jim Belushi's character, who's the head of the family, uh, rich lawyer, dead with a giant knife sticking out of his chest in the Jim, bedroom. You can do this, I promise. In the bedroom. We didn't get to see Belushi Four. do anything, or a little bit. Well, you get we go back. Oh, okay, okay, good. So the movie starts out, and then the son's standing over him. Mother comes in, 
Rosée Zellweger, and you don't realize it's her. Is this right after her surgery? Yeah. Okay. But she's super thin. I mean, like, like thin, thin. What weird with her with that surgery is that first you couldn't recognize her, but then it, then it, it like took shape, and yeah. then she looks like uh, Renee Zellweger again. Okay. <laughs> there was some. There was a dark time. The, for the, her. Oh, it was, and she still looked good when she didn't look like her. It just didn't look the like her. The crazy one was Jennifer Grey. Yeah, she People changed her nose, her and then nobody could recognize. Like yeah. her nose was very distinctive. She, she goes out and talks it. about how she wishes she hadn't done it because people stopped recognizing. Get her. it back. You can get it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the old. We nose. are going to give you your old nose back. No. So spaceballs. So <laughs> they call. They they call police. Show up. Police are there. Keanu Reeves shows up. How is he in this? He's the, their lawyer. How is he in this though? He was great. Really? Great. Can I spoil it? Uh, no, I wouldn't spoil. Don't don't, spoil don't spoil the, the whole, coolest part. Don't, don't spoil the whole thing. In so you go back and you if realize it's good, I, there's, I like a good courtroom movie. Go right up to it. You can. So they want to arraign the son, but the son decides he's not going to talk, like to the lawyer, to his lawyer. Just makes him look to guilty nobody. As fuck. Halfway through the trial, he doesn't talk. Oh, he's, he's they're done talking. And Keanu Reeves gets up and Fuck says, fish. "Uh, nothing for this witness." And then, like you, could, and he had someone he could talk to, so he was like, I, "Maybe he'll see how much I'm tanking it," and then realize he needs to talk to me before I can defend him. And he's mm-hmm. like, "I can't." So you get this feeling that he's covering for the mother. Okay, right. And so Renee Zellweger plays the mom. Yep. So you see, Jim Belushi's a douchebag. He yeah. fucks his, on his wife. He screams at them. He looks like he's like taking sex when she didn't want it. He yells at the son. He's you don't like, usually get to see him play. You don't usually make him uh, super. Play that he's like a rich billionaire. Almost. The only time I think I ever remember him playing a douchebag was gang related. The one with Tupac, which was awesome. And so, finally, the kid says, he writes on a piece of paper, "I want to take the stand." So he isn't. Keanu Reeves hadn't even talked to this dude. Oh. Yet. So he's going to go on stand for He's going to sing like a canary only it, up there, though? As soon as he gets up there, he says, he said, I killed him because he's been raping me for the last six years. Oof. And tells why and how and everything. And then you're like, wait a minute. You were fairly certain that the mother did it. Yeah. So what is, what's so, going on? I mean, I can ruin it for no, you no, or no, we can stop let's there. Let, let's leave it there. It, it, it ends in a completely like, different place that you didn't even think of. Nice, and, and, nice. Well, that's why I don't want you to ruin it because yeah. if it was it's just... It's worth watching. You yeah. you would enjoy, out of any of these, that's probably the one you would enjoy the peacock most. Peacock or Tubi, huh? It's one of the two. One of those two. Well, I thought you said you had Paramount. Uh, Paramount or uh, Peacock. Okay, I have Peacock, so that's fine. I have both It's either those. Peacock or Tubi. I have both. But I have like the paid version of Peacock. Yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah, where you can watch Megan yeah, yeah. on it. Have you I have, haven't seen, I've seen oh, the trailer. It's so fucking, no, I, um, don't watch the trailer, tra- dude. The, the trailer makes it look like you don't want to watch it. When you're actually watching it, you're like, oh, this is fucking clever as shit. It's fun. It's don't like, listen to Justin. Justin's screaming like at the, Justin's screaming like at his radio shines. right now. They're just redoing monkey size of the robot. <laughs> 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 All right, yeah, I'll get to check. What's the wrong truth is the name of it? Uh, the whole truth. All right, the whole truth, sorry. The wrong truth, that's a different movie. That's a different there. movie. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. I don't know if you've seen this one, but I know you're familiar with the real life event. So, uh, what I'm gonna talk about now is 2016's Patriots Day. Now, have you ever uh, seen or heard of Patriots Day? Um, it is not about the New England Patriots. It isn't. Damn it! This is the Boston Marathon. Bombing oh, nice. with Mark Wahlberg, and it was really good. He didn't I made, ruin the it movie? made my very good list on my thing. I watched it for the first time this week. And he didn't ruin the movie. Who didn't ruin the movie? Walbert? No, 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 no. He was good enough for this. He's playing Massachusetts, you know? It, it's, it goes a long you way. You see his SNL? Hey, goat. 
How's it like being a goat? <laughs> I have not seen <laughs> Tell your mama said hi for me. <laughs> like he's good at he's really good in this type of role. Uh, right, for sure. Adam Sandberg was doing him. He does a perfect job. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Take him. But if you want a Massachusetts guy, it, it's good to get him. You're either gonna get him or you're gonna get uh, Damon or Aflac if you want the the real I'll tell you what, I'd watch it, a but... whole series if they did his character from Departed. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the best <laughs> that thing. That was the greatest uh, well, other than cr- character Boogie he Nights, ever created. Boogie Nights was probably the best thing he's ever done, but the, my probably one of my favorite characters was him oh, in Departed. So it was good. so good. It, no one was expecting it is what the problem was. We came in there, we he only blew knew everybody out in every oh, scene that he uh, was in. Except maybe Alec Baldwin, but uh, I don't know. But very close, man. Oh god. <laughs> Patriot Act. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking that. Uh, all right, so let's go back to it. Uh, what was I even talking about here? Patriots, Boston Marathon. Patriots Day, Boston Marathon, man. Yeah, they build it up exactly how you expect them to build it it's up. It's not the Boston the, Marathon. The very man. beginning you just of the said Boston uh, Marathon. Boston man. Marathon. <laughs> man. Uh, Boston Marathon bombing. There you go. Now, one, they show both angles. They're showing the terrorist angle, too, at their house, watching it and everything. And I don't know who played the older brother, but he was really good. The younger brother, though, was played by the kid from Hereditary. You know, the one that yeah, his yeah. sister got his head cut off and he went back to go to bed yeah. and uh he played it well and this was 2016 where it came out so it was right before i think hereditary and definitely before the jumanji movie which he was also in uh and they played it great you got to see them uh like building the bombs putting putting it in the uh like pressure cooker and everything in the backpacks and going to do that but they did a good job at the beginning of establishing characters that we knew i feel bad for the younger one man oh man i don't know if that shows you that you should be oh, feel bad for him going the, through this movie. Oh, the younger one. Yeah. The, the problem is, is they kind of made him a hero afterwards. Put him on fucking Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah. Fucking made the kid a fucking martyr. I mean, I feel bad because he got talked into it by his brother and everything. But they do. He, they show him at several points being a kind of manipulative asshole, especially with one of the main characters that we got to know. I don't know how well you remember. The I remember watching on TV. You know, he hid in the boat at the mm-hmm. end, and they got him. That's how they found him in the boat. But uh, dealing with those ancillary characters that we, at the beginning of the movie, and it's a Peter Berg-directed movie, who, who does this movie great. He did The Kingdom, Kingdom. was really good with him, and he's, he's done he, a, he's tons a, of action He went movies. from actor to... Yeah, he, I don't think he acts, he acts in some of his movies. Last he did, he did think, in Kingdom. Uh, I don't think he was in Kingdom, Yeah, was he, he gave the briefing. He, get, he was one of the, in the audience at the very beginning oh, of the briefing. Oh, interesting, because the only thing I remember him, the last thing I remember from him was Collateral. He came in as one of the cops. He was... <laughs> He was two minutes in this. In yeah, the yeah. I mean, I'm directing this fucker. Come on. <laughs> but uh, the 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 characters they establish, like we get we get to see these two sweet couples getting together, and you're like, are these going to be a couple that help people, or is it going to be somebody that they're going to lose their no, leg? One of them and, died, uh, or it's going to be someone that dies. And and we got to see this this uh, this kind of really sweet Asian kid going on a date and everything and it turns out he is the one that the uh and i totally forgot about this part at some point when they were looking for them after the incident happened they uh carjacked an asian kid who was just sitting on the side of the road texting the date he just got off of Mm -hmm. and they forced him to drive and they talked to him about the bombing and talked to him about what they did and they got guns on him and do you want to live and uh, what do you believe and this and that and do you believe 9-11 was this and uh, and all these crazy things and at some point he's begging for his life at some point they stop at the gas station and uh, one of them goes in, do, I'm going to go buy some Cheetos and stuff. Do you want anything, uh, guys? No, I don't need anything. And uh, he's out there with the brother, and the brother's checking his phone and everything. And you see the Asian kid looking at the door. And at some point, he's looking around. He sees some he people. Ran. He 
He booked it. He opened that door. The guy tried yeah. to grab him, and he booked it. He just ran across the street into a, another convenience store. And the way he ran in there, he ran and, like, fell as he's circling around yeah, the yeah, counter, yeah, yeah. counter. Call the police. Call the police. Call the police. The Boston bomb suspects and everything. And they fucking canvassed the area. But the uh, they weren't going out without a fight. There was a oh, firefight yeah. with that brother. Uh, well, the younger one the younger ended one, up running over the brother. Yep. He got in the car and backed up and then ran over his brother, yeah. dragged him, and uh, then he got away for a little bit until he got caught underneath the boat, man. But the the explosion was done well. I, I love how they did the film because it wasn't like, let's end it on the explosion because that's not the end of the you story, don't obviously. You fuck with Bostonians. Oh, and that's what the, that was the moral of the story, too, because they were... Uh, they did a weird thing at the end of this movie that I've never seen happen, ever in a movie before. And Maybe they've done it before, I just haven't seen it myself. But right when the movie ended, it blended in with real-life footage, almost like you were... Almost like the DVD took you to the documentary, oh, okay. in a way, but it wasn't. The credits hadn't rolled yet, yeah, yeah, yeah. so then it automatically goes into the two people that lost their uh, legs yeah. being interviewed. It was like ten minutes. The last ten minutes of the movie, that's great. W- was kind of the them interviewing the the guys who lost their legs, the cops, the yeah. real life guys, and everything. And then the credits rolled. You were like, "That's like awesome. That. That's I awesome." Like that. uh, a lot of people wouldn't, but no, they wouldn't because people were like, "But where's they were the like, movie going to end?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it reminded me of the uh, those that cool thing they did on Band of Brothers at the beginning of oh, every yeah, episode yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. where they talked to the old guys about the coldest day I ever spent was in that winter in, uh, yeah. in what was that? Uh, Bastogne. Bastogne. <laughs> Crazy, man. But yeah, the Patriots Day. And I, my girl watched it and she enjoyed it. My girl is a sucker for anything involved. Who did involved. play in it? Uh, one he played them. one of the, I think he was like a, a, an amalgamation of like four or five different guys. Okay. I think he played a fictional guy, but it was like four different guys that had that kind of element with him. Uh, and his wife was in the movie. The wife was someone from Mission Impossible. But yeah, my wife has a weird thing that anything disaster related, like she likes. Oh, uh, she likes, man. Like she's watched. I have not even seen it myself yet. But she, I caught her. I came. I always watch her watching crappy TV when I get up at one in the morning to go to work. And one morning I came and I rounded the corner and she's watching Deepwater Horizon. And I was like, I was like, you watch a Deepwater Horizon? I said, I've never even seen this movie. She's like, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> she's like, disaster movies. Like, I got her to watch uh, Dante's Peak. She was engaged as hell uh, in that type of stuff. So that's kind of what I got to stick with. All right. So what do you got for your so, number three? This is a long setup. Um, <laughs> when I was in... When I was in, when I was a boy when I was a when I was just a lad when I was in um, community college in just outside I was living in Port Charlotte going to community college yeah. in Venice I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do like I really didn't even know what I wanted to do yet not even until I got up here I really didn't even know what I wanted to do you're not gonna I, talk about the Chippendale show are you no okay <laughs> um, one thing that I did think might be a possibility is I wanted to I loved F BI profiling. Oh yeah, I lo- I was fascinated by by being able to come up with an identity by tracking. That's hey. sort of when the my love for like the zodiac, like yep. investigative journalism, all that type of stuff. Um, and so I got fascinated with. Pro- so I almost I took a bunch of psychology courses. I went and took a police entrance exam yep, in Fort yep, Myers. I remember that. Scored off the charts. One dude even came to me. He's like, "You scored the highest score we've had in ten years." He's like, "What do you want to be a cop for?" <laughs> and I went home and I thought about that and I was like, I don't want to be a, I don't yeah, want to have be a cop before I get to be a FBI guy. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I was reading this. Is there book. a way of I was, jumping? Yes, I was reading this book called How How Ted Bundy and I Caught um, uh, the Green River Killer. Yeah. And by Koppel, 
2004. Ted Cobble, huh? Um, no. Oh, another guy. Uh, another, another guy named Cobble. So 2004, they came out with a movie about it. And Interesting. I, I 2004. What's the name of the movie? It's called uh, it, it's called River, the River Man. The River Man. I've never heard of it. Bruce Greenwood plays Cobble. So That's he's a. I love Bruce Greenwood, he's a, man. So he's a he professor. Is so underrated. He's a professor, but he's a consultant to police departments for building profiles. Mm-hmm. So he had just wrapped up the the uh, Ted Bundy. He was Ted Bundy got caught by run, traffic infraction, mm-hmm. but they had already figured out who Ted Bundy was through. Bruce Greenwood. Yeah, been caught three times. Which, which one of his times getting caught? Yeah, that's crazy. His story is so crazy. <laughs> so they start this movie out. They show you the Green River Killer. So he was a killer in like the Seattle, Washington, yeah. Portland area. And uh, they found his dumping ground, like 12, 14 bodies. They were starting to make a profile about him. And so Cobble's like, let me go talk to Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy is in prison. So you could skip, you know, you could I mean, skip the a, first 30 minutes of this movie. And as long as you know about the the murder, you'll be fine. Because the first thirty minutes is dragging to do a bunch of setup. Once you once you go into once they fly to Tallahassee to talk to Ted Bundy, played brilliantly by Carrie Elway. Interesting. I was gonna look up the cast and everything. I have it right here. So Carrie Elway, the the guy that played the there was a there was a lead detective that was. Um, that was investigating that, that Bruce Greenwood was giving. It turned into the Bruce Greenwood show, but there was a, yeah. another lead He's detective. He's good though. He doesn't usually Sam get Yeager. to carry him. I don't know Sam Yeager. No, him, I don't. Re- no, I don't recognize that name. But Kathleen Quinlan. Oh yeah, is, I love uh, Kathleen Quinlan. Is uh, Bruce Greenwood's wife? Okay. And so uh, they got they they secured a pretty good cast. Kelly for this. Carrie Elway was great. So yeah. the whole last half of the movie is them. Even the guy that played the Green River Killer, because Ted Bundy really said, "This is who you're supposed to be looking for. Yeah. This is what he feels when he does what he does. Here's how you're going to catch him." And they. When did this really happen in real life? In real life, so was this before 90s, Silence of the Lambs? Is that why Silence of the Lambs did it the way they did with him interviewing uh, Lecter? Maybe so to catch Buffalo Bill because it's basically the same thing. It, it, it sounds the lambs. They caught, so let me see, when you talk amongst yourselves. Well, I'm talking about Breeze Greenwood. If you don't know who Breeze Greenwood is, he's a character actor that doesn't usually get to be able to run a movie, but you've seen him play a dad in a lot of stuff, politicians, he's played JFK in 13th Hour. One of the best things I love him in was Gerald's Game, the uh, famous degloving uh, movie. Oh, my God, that movie's... I, I, I hate to spoil a degloving kind of thing, but that's really the only reason to watch that movie is to work up to that scene. So, Bundy was killed in 89. 89. In the, 89, the... They were interviewing Bundy about the the Green oh, River so, Killer right up to the day he was executed. Oh, so Harris must have gotten this idea to do Silence of the Lambs from. Yeah. Tom, Thomas Harris yeah. is the writer of Silence of the Lambs. He yeah. must have got the idea from this. Yeah. Yeah. This is well, cool. But, it's the real life, basically, it's the real life Silence of the Lambs. Instead of ca- catching Buffalo Bill, they're catching the Green yeah. River Killer. Using the Green killer. River Killer was ended up killing... Um, yeah, what was 50, his what was his mo? He would pick up prostitutes, prostitutes, kill them in the woods. So kill them, kill in the woods, them and or? bury them on the creek or in bed or, or in the woods. Shallow graves or shallow like, graves. Sometimes he tossed them in the water. No one d- really gives a shit. does Fifty-seven. He? They just want to get 57 caught. Fifty-seven. Is this one of those? I just want to get caught. He was the most at the at the time. Yeah. I don't know if anybody. Except for that beaten. Russian guy. He was the most in the U.S. Yeah, the Russian guy. I think is the guy. That guy. Man, Citizen a, X. That's a fucking. You can't. I've watched that a, movie twice, but it was movie. ten. It was ten years apart. <laughs> I own it, but it's a depressing ass movie, man. The uh, it's done too real. Donald Sutherland was good in it. Oh, uh, he was. Everyone was good in it. 
the the main guy is uh, that plays that guy is the uh, the guy from uh, Walking Dead with the hat from the first season. Yeah. He was also in uh, the Green Mile and everything. He was great. Uh, so, yeah. so yeah, the Big River Killers no, name or the, the River Man. So I don't know where I got Big River Killer. Big, from. No, the it's the green the the Green River Killer is what his nickname was. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Green River Killer. All right. So for my number three. This is a movie I have seen once before. I was kind of always scared to watch it back in the day when I was a kid, so I think I ha- I waited till I was in my twenties to watch it, but I hadn't seen it since then. It was nineteen eighty six Vamp? Do you remember Vamp with Grace Jones? Uh-uh. Now this was it's a vampire movie. It's a great great vampire movie that is awesome, man. Made my very good list. Uh, I just loved everything about it because it was a little bit different than the most run-of-the-mill vampire movies that we got in that uh, time period. So Grace Jones stars as the head vampire. It's creepy as shit. I mean, Grace Jones... She's already weird looking. She's always weird. You, you take, she's sexy, but she's yeah, weird. Yeah, but she's like... Uh, I always describe her as if you take uh, the supermodel Aman, but make her look super fucking creepy, that's, you get Grace Jones. <laughs> because they both have that beautiful dark skin and that unique kind of European look, but she looks like she's she's about to fuck you up at any point, Grace Probably Jones. Probably true, or the, So at this point in time, she was dating Dolph Lundgren. I knew that she had dated Dolph Lundgren at, uh, at one point, so she was dating Dolph Lundgren at this point. And she did the whole movie completely silent, basically kind of a Nosferatu-type uh, thing. But it's a very simple... I was playing to her strengths. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you don't want to say a whole lot. I, I loved her in uh, the James Bond movie, too, but she also... They didn't let her, they they, let she say growled a, a couple times in that movie. It, it just reminds, I like when she bit at him and went, ah. <laughs> It just reminds me of that uh, that great story from that canon documentary where Stallone showed up on the set of Masters of the Universe and pointed up to Dolph Rundgren, you gave that guy lines? <laughs> <laughs> Such a funny-ass uh, behind-the-scenes thing. So the premise is very simple. We've got two... I love these actors. Well, one of them I really loved was the little awkward kid from Meatballs, and he was also the kid from My Bodyguard. Okay. Yeah. The and, one that hired every. Yeah, the one that hired yeah. uh, Adam Baldwin to be his bodyguard in that movie. And he's he's an adult in this movie. He's, he's basically a college student in it. But the other kid, his best friend, is... You, you remember you remember Weird Science really well. Yeah. Uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s best friend that was okay. a dick along with him. Yep. He looked like he just stepped off the set. So it must have been around the same. Uh, I think 85 was Weird Science. This was probably filmed at the exact same time. Or Weird Science probably just stopped filming. Uh, so it's those two. At the very beginning, they're being hazed for a fraternity. And uh, they tell the fraternity brothers that, hey, we can get you strippers. For the party tonight. So basically, the whole rest of the movie. <laughs> but they're vampires. Strippers. Well, yeah, that's what it happens. It's they they go to a bar, uh, they go to a strip club, and it turns out it's basically from dusk till dawn. Everyone in the bar is a vampire. Uh, I don't know if Robert Rodriguez stole this from uh, the movie Vamp, but Vamp did it first, and they did it on a lower budget. It was actually qu- kind of cool. Like one of the once they get there. Oh, I forgot the major person in this movie is they didn't have a car to get to the uh, the thing. So you're like, oh, who are they going to get to give them a car? They were like, oh, so-and-so has a car. So they go to the dorm room, and it's Getty Watanabe himself, Long Duck Dong, in, a, in, probably, in probably the most <laughs> non-racist role he's ever played. He, he doesn't do his accent. He's just talking like he normally talks. And he just plays this guy that has a lot of money that wants to go along for the ride to go to the strip club and use his car and everything. So they go on this basically mini road trip into the city, they find the bar. They just happen to find the one bar that happens to be filled with vampires. Damn, don't do that. Uh, Grace Jones takes the kid from Weird Science in the back. 
bites him. And the rest of the movie is the other kids trying to figure out what happened outside the bar. There's another is he changing. He is changing with them though. With no, the, he he's off on he's his own. Once they the see group? him, he's already changed. Okay. Actually, he the uh, kid from My Bodyguard finds him dead. And did then, this, and did then this movie later. follow all the? Traditional vampire pretty, roles. Pretty much. Rules. Yeah, the uh, sunlight's going to kill him, stake to the heart, that type of stuff. The guy who ran the club, how well do you remember Seinfeld? Do you, do you remember it was in the first few seasons where Jerry bought his dad a Cadillac and went and sold it to the guy down in uh, La Botica Vista? Uh-huh. Uh, he sold the Cadillac. He had that uh, pen that uh, rode oh, yeah. upside Morty. down. Uh, Morty. Is that what his name was, yeah. Morty? No, Morty's a dad's name. Oh, is it? Uh, so it was his friend. I don't know who his friend was. But he was this really great guy. Well, he, I've seen that episode recently. That's my bad. Yeah, yeah. They wanted him to give the It was the guy. Back, he, right? he rode the, uh, he, he's the same guy that drove the Cadillac into the uh, kind of swamp and he yeah. sold it back to Jerry. Well, he played the leader of the, uh, of the club and he was awesome. He, like, from time to time he would go back there and suck some of uh, Grace Jones's blood. I, he was kind of like a familiar. He, he stood at the front and he's like eating roaches out of like what normally would be a candy dish and everything. It was funny. Uh, but it was great. It had all the cool elements. I loved what I loved about it is outside there was another faction of vampires that hung out that would live in the basement of the club, but they kind of wandered the streets to do their stuff <laughs> while the other people were in the club. All bad news. And one of them was Billy Drago. Who If you know who Billy Drago is, Billy Drago is a fucking nut bar in everything he is. He played uh, Frank Nitty. In The Untouchables. Oh, yeah. And he's he, got a weird angle oh, face, Oh, man, he's too. got a weird... He, he played a vampire in 30 Days and Nights. He, he played a gangster or a, uh, a terrorist in Delta Force 2. He just plays all weird-ass characters. you want someone standing out of the crowd... Who, who looks like, I can't be in the room with this guy right now. Yeah. Billy Drago's the guy. And it, they, he was completely in white face. They, like, caked white makeup on him. They called him Snowy or something. And he was just creepy as shit. Grace Jones, when we first saw her... On stage, she wasn't completely in white face. She had like a red, raggedy and uh, colored wig on and completely white. Her whole body was painted white. Hmm. And it was crazy. And she did this weird performance she art. She takes her clothes off a lot. She didn't she'd... in this. I don't think she was nude in this. She, uh, I mean, they showed her ass a couple times, but uh, but yeah, she wasn't nude. She, was she a sports? she come from sports? I don't know where she... I think she was just a model. I think she was just very unique, and she had a great look, and people started putting her in films. And uh, like Conan the uh, Destroyer, she was great in, but she was just... It was just because she looked so formidable, really. Uh so yeah, that's Vamp. She was an athlete. 1986 Vamp, man. I loved it. It's It had a creepy cover. It had like her on the cover with the eyes and her mouth was open with the big fangs and everything. And it used to scare the shit out of me. And I had already seen Grace Jones in other movies. And she, like I said, she was kind of scary anyway. So seeing her as a vampire, I think would have destroyed my little 10-year-old mind. So I had to wait until I was like 20. But it's on Tubi. So anyone wants to watch it, check it out. All right. Last movie. What you got? I, this movie is one of those movies that confuses the shit out of people with the title and the branding. Interesting. Um, it's a movie called Paperboy. I have seen this movie. I've only seen it once, so I You've do seen not it? remember. I have seen it. Because I, because I remember it, it came out the same time as that Killer Joe did. You know, yeah. and that, remember that scene with the yeah. chicken wing and everything? And people are like, this movie's fucked up. There was a bunch, there was a string of movies that were coming out at that time that were fucked up. Now, was Nicole Kidman in this movie too? Nicole Kidman, Matthew McConaughey, Zach Efron, Zach Efron John Cusack, uh, I don't David remember the details. Oya Lowo, yeah, he's Scott awesome. Glenn, he's awesome. Macy Gray. Damn, man, that was a good cast. I might own it. Because I, I remember liking it, and I but I remember it being Frank, weird. Uh, Faison Love. Oh, Faison Love's guy, too. Yeah, this is stacked. 
JD. Speaking Evan of Morris. stacked, have you seen uh, Zach Efron? Zach Efron is doing a. I, I beg people listening to this. He got cut <laughs> for Baywatch, and I was like, "Wow, that's a lot." Of, now he's no. He added he the, is jacked. Well, he added the the bulk. The bulk. So if anyone doesn't know, and Google this, please. Zach he's a Efron, tiny little guy. Anyway, Zach so. Efron is playing uh, one of the Von Erichs. There's three Von Erich brothers that were all uh, wrestling. His underwear in a lot of movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I noticed this. <laughs> but pull up a picture. Type in Zach Efron. Von Erich and wait for the images to pop up and you're not going to believe it doesn't even look like Zac Efron but he's going to be great in the movie because uh, I love that they're doing a buy up on the Von Erich guys one of them was Texas Tornado I think one of them played one version of the Ultimate Warrior at some point but they were all brothers they all were jacked and they all died like super young of like horrible instances so it's going to be a good movie so I, I'm I'm happy <laughs> it that has death so it's going to be a well good movie. It's, it's an interesting tale for sure so I'm glad that Zac Efron's taken it seriously enough that he decided to Go full uh, Chris Pratt and just bulk up like a motherfucker, or Canal Nagiani who, who did the same thing. My uh, client, uh, Arthur Motes, NFL run back, running back for Pittsburgh Steelers, huge wrestling fan. Oh yeah, he's a huge wrestling fan and he loves anime. Yeah, I only I'm only a wrestling fan up to '92 through '92. Then I'm then I follow. I off. think he's from. I, he was born in '80. He was born in 89. Oh, so he missed all the good years. Well, what I would consider the good years. But I think he's gone back and watched some of that yeah, older stuff. that stuff's awesome. I he love must have had stuff. a relative or something that was really into wrestling in the back of the day. Anyways, this you did see this movie? I did see it. It's messed up. <laughs> it's messed up, yo. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to check up and see if I own it. Because I know I watched it because I had heard how fucked up it was. Well, it, it was fucked up in a weird way. Like, just normal stuff would be going on. And then... All of a sudden, I mean, I'm a paper boy. I had to watch this movie, and it had almost nothing to do with newspapers other than they his dad owned one. So Zac Efron's dad, who is Matthew McConaughey's younger, he's Matthew McConaughey is his older brother. I don't own it. I do so, own Paper Moon and the Paper Chase. That's true. I'm not Paper Boy. So basically, Matthew McConaughey is a big time writer. His dad owns the local newspaper. Mm. Matthew McConaughey writes for Miami, but he comes to home to town because. John Cusack is on death row, and Nicole Kidman's character, who's been his pen pal in yeah. prison, like... It's a weird character for John Cusack. It's a weird character for Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen her play a lot of fucking scumbag kind of fucking weird characters. She liked this prisoner, Yeah, and everybody thought that this guy was on there on death row when he shouldn't have been. Like, he was somewhere else when the crime happened. Mm. The local sheriff got stabbed. They started the movie off that... And you don't see who did it. Okay. So the movie starts out, they're writing some stories and trying to do some background to hopefully get this guy out. And so they take Nicole Kidman to the jail when they're interviewing him. She starts playing with herself in front of yep. him. That scene, you're like, whoa. <laughs> whoa, what's happening Well, they, they showed her, and then they pan back, and everybody's still in the room. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then it was just a weird movie. And then it took a weird turn when they went into the Louisiana Bayou. It takes yeah. place in Louisiana. So it had that really nasty, yeah, dirty Yeah, that's part I remembered it. Feel Every it. part of it seemed like it was sweaty and nasty. And there's a lot of movies that do that. Uh, Body Heat was like that. Uh, the Big Easy was like that. Uh, any movie in Louisiana, yeah. if they do it correctly, it's I mean, like Louisiana I mean, like this, but with just 15% more humidity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And who's Zac Efron playing it? Again, he so, plays the paper boy, apparently? Or no, or? so, well, he works at the newspaper, but he delivers to, like, the stores. Yeah. But they show that, like, twice for, like, two yeah. seconds. He's, <laughs> what should we he name works the for movie? his dad. Well, his dad owns the newspaper. Yeah. So, 
Efron just helps out. Yeah. He was a college swimmer or something happened. He couldn't and do no, it No, Cole anymore. Kidman uses him as, as something, right? Or Cole Kidman. as a fuckboy or something. Well, she fucks the, the, the London reporter, who's uh-huh. the black guy that's with Matthew yeah, McConaughey, yeah. who's not really from London. He just says he is because yeah. it's 1969. It's funny because he is you. from London in real life. Yeah. That actor. But yeah, he, yeah. He, so when, he's, when he comes out of character and does the, does the Brooklyn accent, that's funny. he's really doing the Brooklyn accent yeah. and then going back into yeah, yeah, yeah. normal. Um, but they go to the swamp to talk to um, the death row mate's fa- uncle, mm-hmm. and it's like he's gotten gators, and there's like half naked people running around. It's like swamp people almost. Yeah. And but then I you, I can ruin the movie, but I mean this has been out for some time. But we'll spoil alert it here if you if you plan on watching the paper boy. <laughs> the uh, so the scene because I have seen it, but I don't, is, I don't remember. The scene has disturbed me. Is I they, remember as you're talking. They about went it, to the bar. Nicole Kidman, Matthew McConaughey, and Zac Efron. They're doing shots. Matthew McConaughey is staring somebody down dead across the room, and you think he's gonna fight this dude. They're like, why are you? fucking with that guy Matthew McConaughey and he's like Zach Efron's like oh he doesn't usually drink this much don't worry about it what we don't know is he's gay he's uh-huh. like eyeing the other guy down so oh, he goes yeah. and hooks up they leave the next thing you know they're running towards this hotel room and you can see through the window they have him naked hogtied <laughs> with his ass in the air Matthew oh the other guy raping Matthew McConaughey oh, Jesus. in the hotel room <laughs> that's fucked up scene number three yeah 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 there was uh, Nicole Kidman Pisses on Zac Efron's face. That's what I remember watching about the movie. He got stung by a jellyfish and she squats right over his face. I think that was what initially got me to watch it. I I had heard that there was way too much. They, they, they didn't glamorize it at all. Yeah, well, that's what it was. I think it held its uh, all its uh, kind of uh, weight on fucked up kind of scenes. And everything. It was kind of like Killer Joe in that way, where it was like, let's try to shock the audience so much that they'll have that this is what they'll write about. Because I, it felt like when I watched it that they were hoping that, I oh, mean, I really wish someone want to uh, ruin the scene for people about the uh, her pissing on him so they'll go see the movie. Go see that new movie. Mm, Nicole yeah. Kidman pisses on something. Yeah. Because that's what I mean, do. it probably got me to see the movie. But I remember people had said this so is they, one of those. They get, Anytime I hear a fucked so up movie's on, I Spoiler alert, it. they get. Um, What's his name? John Cusack, out of prison. Yeah, they established that he wasn't where this person was murdered, so the judge dropped off. So when he got out, he's like looking for Nicole Kidman. Yeah, and he's like, "You're gonna come live with me in the swamp." And she's like, "Uh oh, just got really I'm real." Kind of a free spirit. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard. So she sends a letter to Zac Efron. She, he thinks he was monogamous. She was monogamous during the uh, time. Yeah, and said, <laughs> "Hey, you know, I really want to come to your wedding, but I don't think I can." So he takes Matthew McConaughey. They're half drunk. Yeah. They get in a boat in the middle of the swamp and go to confront John Cusack. Yeah. And they, no weapons, dumb as shit stuff. <laughs> Pull up his house. He runs out immediately, grabs Matthew McConaughey, big machete, slits his throat. Oh, John kills Cusack him. does that. Man, that's why John Cusack, you don't get to see John Cusack play this role. That's why he you took it. To, you don't get to see Matthew McConaughey's death scenes. Right I, that's true, either. too. I, you probably don't get to see him killed much. And uh, he dies. That's crazy. Zach Efron runs and outsmarts John Cusack and grabs his body. Then he finds Nicole Kidman's body. He had already killed her. Wow. And puts I'm going to rewatch the boat, this And then movie. the last scene's like him just driving the bodies out of the swamp on wow. the boat. And it's like, oh, that was a movie right there. <laughs> that was a movie. <laughs> I didn't want to watch it because I, I was like, I originally saw the cover. It's Zach 
Efron. Yeah, in the car. In the car, but yeah. it's like he's got like nice clothes on. Yeah. And I was thinking, is this a romantic comedy where like some woman falls in love with? Like I didn't read the log line yeah, or anything. Yeah. I totally judged the movie just yeah. by the picture and the name. And I was, well, like, you got lucky because it is a good movie. I I liked it. Well, no, I avoided it for. Oh, yeah. What I'm saying is, but for what years. what made you finally do it? I, I was I was looking for movies I hadn't seen before, and I was reading the synopsis of yeah. everyone because the cool thing on uh, I can't re- remember what platform if you, you can do a drop down on the on the list page yeah, that'll yeah. give you like a two sentence nice like drama must be, must be peacock like drama crime seventies and then they'll say cop goes against mob get the blah blah I'll have to rewatch it. I mean, I don't own it, which is weird because I I usually like to own all those fucked up movies. So I bet I can buy it for like five bucks. So I'll yeah. uh, I'll definitely buy it. I just bought. Uh, I don't often buy romantic comedies. I'm not really interested. Not my genre. I don't have a problem with it or anything. But uh, one of the podcasts I listen to, they speak fondly about one constantly and and claim that it's like Tom Hanks's last movie where you actually could see him play Tom Hanks. Is that you've got mail? So I just got that in the mail the other day. So I might have a yeah, review for you've a, got mail coming up. It's but, a romantic. You know comedy. his his best friend in the movie is Dave Chappelle, and Dave Chappelle's like in the whole fucking movie uh-huh. and everything. And there, I hear people talking about it, and I'm, I'm like, I mean, that probably made him more mainstream than anything. I mean, if for it. If I was going to watch a romantic comedy, it might be the one with Tom Hanks and, uh, and Dave Chappelle. So it costs like $2 to own. I mean, I was like, I'm going to take the $2 jump and I'm going to watch can't this. Always, you don't always have the time to watch Men in Tights, so sometimes you It's <laughs> true. Sometimes you need something better than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's the wild card for this week. Me and uh, we're going to go back to do some Tubi and stuff coming, uh, coming up soon. I know me and Justin, uh, are, and I'll give everyone a preview of the next one we're going to do. Me and Justin are going to talk sidekicks. The Chuck Norris, Jonathan Brandes uh, film, which I loved as a kid. It's cheesy as hell, and it's a blatant ripoff of Karate Kid, but it's fun as hell. And they, they worked enough cool kind of weird element into the thing, which made it a little different. Directed by Chuck Norris's brother. It was available on Tubi for the longest time, and it was in Spanish. I clicked on it several times, and I have the I have like a burned DVD I got from my girl of this movie, but it's not the greatest copy. So I was like, hey, I'll watch it again on Tubi, and it started playing in Spanish. And I was like, what the fuck? It's the only movie on here that's in Spanish. And then when I went on there the other day, checked it out, they made it right, and now it's back to English again. And I was like, well, thank for fucking Christ for that. And uh, See, so we are going to yeah, we're going to talk some sidekicks next week. So if you you grew up in like early '90s and everything, you probably have fond memories of this movie. It's right up there with like uh, Three Ninjas and all that. So it's a fun one. Uh, and then me and Dave are going to do some exciting stuff coming up, so uh, just stick with us, and we'll let you know ahead of time what movies we're going to do, especially with the 2B ones, because we want everyone to be able to uh, take a chance. And Oh, I haven't done my last movie. I was thinking that the whole time. I was going to let you I was going to let you. I was, I was about to uh, say it. <laughs> that is hilarious. I was Because I was about to say the movie that I had just watched on there, and I was like, oh. I'm glad you were going to grab me right beforehand. So, well, I was going to grab you and then p- punch it in. Like, <laughs> you can punch it in. You you take a pause enough time. That's hilarious. Uh, oh yeah, I got one more movie, and it, it'll be uh, it's a quick one too. Have you seen the movie Magic from 1978? This made my fantastic list. I fucking love this movie. This is on Tubi, so the part of me wants to just talking about it on there. Uh, 1978. So it is, um, what's his name? Anthony Hopkins is a ventriloquist and he has a creepy doll and that's basically (laughs) the premise of the movie he's got a creepy doll and he's trying to get and his agent is Burgess Meredith the best thing I've ever seen Burgess Meredith do and this movie is phenomenal so he's making it big ventriloquist dolls 
Oh, man. So he's trying to make it big in, like, the open mic night. He's going up with, Is like, good? Uh, comic acts. He's really good. I mean, in the movies, that's the easiest thing to do ever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. But the, you could drink water and do but it. But it's creepy. This is a horror movie, so you're not sure. And after a while, you're like, either Anthony Hopkins. This almost sounds like a Tales from the Dark yeah, Side. Yeah, well, the Tales from the, they did a Tales from the Crypt episode that was, that was somewhat similar with... Uh, what the hell is his name? I can't remember. Like the puppet was killing the people by himself, yeah, well, and, the, and the other guy didn't know. We it. didn't know what was in this movie. As it starts going on, you don't, you can't tell. Is the puppet uh, alive and killing people, or is Anthony Hopkins just batshit crazy? Because there's some point that they want to get him on Carson. They were like, "We get you on Carson. You can have any show you want." And Burgess Meredith is awesome as his agent. Just wears sunglasses and the, through the whole thing, smoking a uh, cigar through the whole thing. He plays it very mellow, and uh, Ant- Anthony Hopkins is refusing to go. No one's been killed yet on this, but it eventually leads to death. But and I'll spoil a little bit, but not the ending. Because the ending's so good. Like I said, this is a fantastic movie. That everyone should check out. So he refuses to do the. I guess to go on Carson, you need to uh, get a health evaluation or something like this back in the 70s before you d- did those big things. Uh, and he refuses it. He refuses the health uh, check. He says, I won't do it. And he's very adamant about it. And he screams and yells. So he's clearly hiding something that he thinks is going to come out during that thing. All this time, he's he's starting to date this girl. Who plays the woman in this? Let me look up uh, her real quick. But what he does is... He does a couple uh, nights uh, up on the, the open mite, and he does awesome at it. But his next obvious level is Carson, but he's not going to go on Carson if, oh, Anne Margaret is the woman. So he decides to uh, just not go on Carson and kind of ghost his uh, his agent and go out to the woods. Uh, basically, he goes back to his hometown. He pined over a girl for his whole life, and it's Anne Margaret, and she's still there. She's still at the... Uh, uh, like Airbnb that he shows up to and he's like, oh my God, she didn't recognize me and, uh, and she's th- thinking the same thing and then they come together the next day and he says her name and she's like, you did know who I was and of course I knew who you were and she she knew who he was and how famous he was So because he busted out the puppet and she was so excited. Oh, you brought Corky with you and everything and every time he does it, she loves it and smiles and everything and they're having this great relationship and everything and uh, except during the whole thing, he's kind of having a mental break and at some point, he's in, he he talks to the puppet all the time, like when he's in the house, and you and you're not you can't really tell. <laughs> That's him. the first question if he went to the psych ward. Yeah, do you talk to the puppet? Yes. They're having full conversations. Like he'll he'll go on a date with Anne Margaret, and he'll come through the door, and the first thing that when he walks to the door, the puppet said, "How'd everything go?" And he's doing the voice and everything, and you're not seeing Anthony Hopkins' lips move, so it's very it they it sets you uneasy of like what actually is going on here. I mean, well, he starts he gets shit. in a he gets in a screaming argument with him with because he's gonna marry Anne Margaret, and he's not gonna take him on the honeymoon with him. And he says, "You have to take me." He's like, "I'm not taking you." And he's screaming and yelling, not realizing he left the cabin door open, and. And uh, Burgess Meredith has tracked him down. And Burgess Meredith is standing at the uh, at the door, and he's like, what the hell is happening here? Oh, I, I just got away. I needed to be by myself. He's like, no, you know what I'm talking about. Tell me what's happening. And, he, and he's like, what's going on with you and this doll? Nothing's happening. And Burgess Meredith does one of the best scenes ever. He, he lights a cigar, He says, and he looks at his watch, and he says, I want you to go five minutes without... Uh, talking to or talking as Corky and everything and uh, Anthony Hopkins is sweating and he's like 
how long is this Ben? He spends Ben 22 seconds <laughs> and he goes on and on and he's talking and he's lighting, he's smoking a cigar and, uh, uh, Burgess Meredith is taking his, his time with it and everything. And Anthony Perkins, says, I don't think I'm going to make it. He says like, I, He's like, I knew you wouldn't. And then all of a sudden, he just burst out with the, with the voice, and he grabs the puppet and everything, and uh, Burgess Meredith says, it's over, kid. He says, you had it, but you lost it. And he, he leaves the thing, and all of a sudden, he takes uh, the puppet and bashes <laughs> uh, Burgess Meredith's head in right there. And then it becomes this, I have to hide the body. And then, uh, do you know the guy from uh, True Romance who is with... Uh, uh, Chris Penn, he was the chief of police when Chris Penn came and told him about coming home to the body bag, and he's like, oh, good fucking movie. He was also the one from uh, Death Wish 3 that fought in the streets with Charles Bronson. He's a, Ed Lauder is his name. He's a famous character actor. He plays Ann Margaret's husband, who comes back and says, why are you hanging out with my wife? And he buried the body in the river, and uh, Ed Lauder's a fisherman, and he doesn't trust, and it's from the last hour of the movie, is this cat and mouse thing about whose car's at the front gate. There's a Cadillac at the front gate, and it's uh, it's it's Mickey's uh, Cadillac. And it, the whole rest of the movie is uh, Anthony Hopkins trying to hide the body that he killed, and then he starts killing other people, and then you're like, they, they go away from the puppet for a while, and you're just seeing uh, Anthony Hopkins, but you can't tell what the hell is happening, and it was a fantastic movie man absolutely fantastic i loved it i've owned it for a long time it's been in a stack and it's available on tubi so check it out people man i'm telling you i was sleeping on magic for so long now we're done i wasn't sleeping on it. <laughs> now we're officially done uh yeah so if you want to check out our stuff you can uh, go to our um our main page on facebook Fascinated with films. You'll see the pictures we put up there. You can also shoot us uh, an email, films at gmail.com, or you can always leave us a like or a comment on our two platforms, SoundCloud and iTunes. Like I said, next week we're going to be talking some sidekicks. But until then, see you. Bye. I tried to stop him, didn't I? Tried? Tried?